Hey everyone, welcome to our Monday presentation for Inclex Information. This is about cholesterol. This is about cholesterol today. And you guys know when I am coming live, the whole idea is for us to study the content that's going to show up on your nursing license exam. That's the whole idea. So cholesterol is very important for you to understand the components of it. And we're going to just get into it today. So welcome to everybody coming on. Join me here. Free NCLEX review questions, content. That's how you pass the NCLEX exam. Um, so let me get started here with this. So the idea is what is cholesterol? We're talking about cholesterol. We're talking about why it's important for you to know it, but also at the same time, you have to know what happens when you have too much or too little of it, too much or too little of it. All right. So cholesterol is a waxy, fat-like substance that's found in the blood. And that's really important to remember. <laughs> that's really important to remember. But I think what we need to understand as people who we hear the term cholesterol a lot on the television, our family members say, oh, I went to the doctors and my cholesterol was high. We have to remember, you know, the idea that the body naturally makes cholesterol by itself, right? So the liver plays a very important part in the cholesterol that our body is naturally making. Plus, I have here on the slides, if you read, you know, there's two different sources of cholesterol. So the liver makes cholesterol. The liver makes, check this out, all of the cholesterol, all of the cholesterol required by the body. So our own cholesterol needs are made organically through our body. However, the remaining cholesterol in the body, we are getting through animal products. So that additional cholesterol that we get, we don't necessarily need it. Do you guys know which animal products are going to be the additional cholesterol sources? What foods are we consuming that are high in cholesterol? That's what I want you to think about, because this is a part of patient education that is very, very important, too. So when we think about, um, you know, additional food sources that we're getting cholesterol to, we should be thinking about the milk, right? The yogurt, the dairy. These are all going to be these are all going to be components of components of the additional cholesterol. So I see there's something something going on with YouTube or whatever right now, but we're going to ah, I see here. I'm watching it from here. So um yes, so I'm reading the comments from here. They're red meats, fatty foods, eggs. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm checking out your comments here. All right. So yes. So we get cholesterol naturally from what our liver makes, but also if you're eating eggs, milk, right? Meat, they're also going to be giving your body cholesterol. So when cholesterol doesn't have any place to go, where will it settle? Think about that because we know it's a waxy substance. It's heavy. It's thick. And so if the body has cholesterol just sitting around, what could be the dangers of that? What could be the dangers of that? 
All right. Hi, everybody. Come on in. All right. So there are two types of cholesterol. I saw somebody. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I see the comments. The comments are saying, where is it at? In the organs and the in the belly and the artery. Yes. Yeah, so it's going to end up where it does not need to be. Yes. It's going to end up in, in the arterial system, right? Um, you're going to start carrying that artery, uh, ar arterial sclerosis. Exactly. Cholesterol. Cholesterol will clog up your arteries in a minute. And there's not a thing that the body can do because the blood is only so powerful to push that waxy substance through. So the blood will just go over it, try to go through it, and the, and the substance will still sit there. So I'm glad that you guys are definitely on track with me on today. So here are the two types of cholesterol that you need to know for NCLEX. They are the LDL, that low-density lipoprotein cholesterol. We know that to be the bad cholesterol. That's the bad cholesterol. All right. And this actually accounts for most of the body's cholesterol. Now, um, when you have a high LDL, we know that that can cause issues with your patients, such as increased risk of stroke and heart disease. Yeah, so two types of cholesterol, the LDL and then the HDL as well, which this is your high density lipoprotein cholesterol or the good stuff. This is the good cholesterol. This is, um, you know, cholesterol that absorbs from the, the, the blood and it transports, transports to different places because you have to think cholesterol, the function of cholesterol is to what? What does cholesterol do? Why is the body already making it? What are we making it for? We know it's a waxy substance. We know that if it's too much of it, it clogs your veins, but the body's not making it to clog the veins. What is the body making it do? Anybody know? Healthy cholesterol. <laughs> Somebody said that's the lousy cholesterol. Thank you everybody for joining. So cholesterol is actually a, it's a vehicle. That's right. Cholesterol, that to keep us warm. <laughs> cholesterol is actually a carrier. It transports things, okay? So it could take some healthy proteins from one place to another. And like, like you know, I just said, your body makes all of the vehicles that it needs to move around. It makes all of them. So we don't need to be adding extra vehicles to our transportation system because the transportation system will get clogged up. It'll get clogged up, all right? So... Um, we're going to have this, this LDL and this HDL, okay? LDL and HDL. And so what can cause high cholesterol? Well, we talked about it already. High cholesterol will be caused by unhealthy food choices. High cholesterol can be caused by, if you're consuming, okay, saturated fats, certain meats, dairy products. I hate to even read this, but the, the chocolate. Mm. <sighs> I don't know how many people are on a struggle bus with this chocolate, like me, but the chocolate, the baked goods. So that's like the cookies, the cakes, the pies all have high cholesterol in them. All right. Processed foods as well. McDonald's. I'm not just calling out places. But seriously, if you go and you get French fries from McDonald's or French fries from Wendy's, you guys know that the cholesterol and the trans fat and all those things are, <laughs> are going to contribute to 
your bad vehicles being on the road. The bad vehicles will be on the road. So consuming these, these uh, lipids may increase your LDL cholesterol. And honestly, these are habits. These are habits that we must, must, must learn to uh, abstain from if we want to live a healthy life. And I'm telling you this specifically as nurses, because um, I don't know about the cholesterol and peanuts. I, I, because you know what? Honestly, somebody put that up there because it's asking about uh, peanuts. Let me know. Peanuts, high cholesterol, low cholesterol. I didn't do the research on that food. Because you know there's different kind of peanuts, like salted peanuts, honey roasted peanuts. My mom like to eat. So I think they, they may be kind of high in cholesterol. So anyways, let me get back to this. Right now, you need to know that as nurses, we tend to be one of the most unhealthiest type of healthcare workers. Yes, we are honest. Yes, we are trusted by society, but we are unhealthy, okay? And it is because what happens? Because we're always on the go. We're always running. What, are, what do nurses typically eat? We're usually eating stuff from the vending machine, from the hospital kitchen, you know? So we're usually like eating graham crackers and Sprite or Coke or ginger ale. We don't eat healthy, we don't eat healthy. And it's something that needs to be talked about more because I think that when you're unhealthy physically and you're eating foods that are high in cholesterol, it affects you mentally. It affects you mentally. And it's easy for nurses to get burnt out. I was listening to this podcast and it said in New Jersey, 95% of the new graduate nurses who work at the bedside want to leave. 95% of them. They want to leave because not not even because the money wasn't good or, you know, it, the job wasn't meeting the expectations, but they were just working really hard and they were stressed out. All right. And so when you yes, the long shifts. So when you are eating Snickers and potato chips and cheeseburger and French fries and then pushing your body to work 12 hours a day, you're going to feel like garbage. You're going to feel like garbage and your body's not going to be able to give you that like, you know, that healthy energy because you're going to be up on sugar and then you're going to do what? What happens? What happens when you get that sugar high? It feels good for like an hour or two, but then that blood glucose level drops and you feel terrible, terrible. So what we're talking about is how can that happen? That can happen when you're eating. Dairy products, chocolate, baked goods, deep fry, and processed foods. No matter how good it tastes, mm, 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 when you eat it, you will have the side effects of eating it. Also, physical inactivity, uh, sitting with minimal exercise. This also reduces the HDL or the good cholesterol. Now, you know what? Nurses, okay, I <laughs> got, some, got some fun facts in here. Mark, I just put in cholesterol, mixed nuts. So mixed nuts have zero. No. Oh, so peanuts don't have it either. Okay. All right. So no, 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 no. Help lower cholesterol. Ah, peanuts have healthy oils, guys. So they help to lower cholesterol in good setting. So almonds, hazelnuts, macadamia nuts, pecans, and of course, eating them in, in moderation, eating them in moderation. 
Okay, so we're getting back into cholesterol, physical activity, smoking also will reduce your capacity to have healthy cholesterol. I got on y'all for a little bit about healthy eating as nurses. You will find out if you don't, if you don't take my word for it now, you will find out when you hit that unit, it's nothing but junk. No, nobody comes through with salads. Like it's always just like people when they bring, when nurses bring stuff to potluck, it's not salads, it's like, cheesecake. Okay, here we go. So the complications of high cholesterol levels, if untreated, high cholesterol levels will, 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 will increase the risk for your patient to have cardiovascular disease. Okay. Stroke diabetes mellitus, because this is a metabolism disorder, you know, so we're talking about diabetes mellitus type two, not type one peripheral artery disease. That makes sense because peripheral artery disease is, is where, you know, you're having some blockage of your arterial, um, you know, your arterial system. And we know cholesterol will do that. High blood pressure, high blood pressure. Okay. All right. And the, the risk for having high cholesterol, honestly, some of them are what do we call them? Some of the risks for having high cholesterol, you can't modify them. Some of them you can, but some of them you can't. So like your age, as we get older, naturally, because of whatever, you know, diet or lifestyle you've had over time, your body can begin to accumulate cholesterol. All right. So as we get older, cholesterol naturally tends to rise, which means even more, we have to monitor what we're eating, what we're eating, and also what we're feeding. Today is nurses day. Today is real nurses talk. We also have to be monitoring. If you are going to be working in a nursing home, a rehab center, um, even med surge, any kind of place where you are encountering elderly patients, you have to be an advocate for what they are being fed. You can go into a nursing home and you can find the patients eating ice cream every day. I mean, they just eating garbage, like, and they're passing it around. And it's just like, what are we feeding these people? Because they need to have healthy, nutritious meals. All right. And so as nurses, you definitely have a voice that your patients may not have. And so knowing that as we age, the cholesterol rises, we need to be very, uh, we need to be very vigilant about what we feed our seniors in this country. Okay. Um, heredity, high levels of cholesterol can run in the family. All right. Uh, weight, obesity. We talked about that obesity or being overweight rises the cholesterol levels race. Some races have a higher predisposition to high cholesterol. African people have greater HDLs and LDL um, cholesterol levels than white people. And that could be a part of the diet. That could be a part of the food choices, uh, whatever it is. But for NCLEX, specifically next generation NCLEX, you will need to be familiar with not only the, um, the disease processes, but also what are the risk factors and which ones are modifiable and which ones are related to race, right? So 
if in next gen NCLEX, somebody mentions that the person is Caucasian and then they're also anemic, right? Um, you're probably not going to be thinking sickle cell anemia. You're, you should not be thinking sickle cell anemia because you know that sickle cell anemia is predominantly seen in African-American people, right? So these are the kind of things that you need to be thinking about. These are the conversations that we will be having, all right? Every Monday, every Wednesday, this is where you come for content that's not only relevant to your next-gen NCLEX, but also your practice as a nurse. I'm trying to prepare you guys to be really great nurses beyond NCLEX, right? Because that's what next-gen is trying to do. They want you to come out of the exam having a certain level of competency, having a certain level of proficiency in patient care that the current NCLEX is just not producing, it seems. So this is where you come for content. We do this every Monday. We do this every Monday. All right. So how do we lower cholesterol levels for NCLEX? You got to know the medications, okay? You got to know the medications, uh, the cholesterol-lowering medications. You should also be uh, fairly, fairly comfortable talking about eating healthy foods, increasing physical activity, smoking cessation. I know you guys can talk about that because we talk about that all the time. And losing weight. These things help to do that. All right. I'm so excited that I have you know, uh, over 200 people on YouTube and a lot of people on Facebook as well. So we're going to get into our NCLEX questions based off of this topic of cholesterol. So we did a quick view, review of it and we're going to talk about the NCLEX questions. And before, uh, before I do that, let's set a goal. So we have 264 and then I think we have 87 on Facebook. So I'm going to kick it to... I'm going to kick it to YouTube again to get our likes reach mark. So we have 11 likes on YouTube with 264 watching. And so that will not do, guys. That will not do. So 175 likes to unlock the bonus question. Take a minute, pause for the cause, like this video on YouTube, and I will get started with our first question. Here it is. It's this. All right. The nurse instructs a client with hypercholesterolemia about her new prescription of simvastatin, 20, 20 milligrams once a day. Which of the following symptoms is a serious side effect of simvastatin and should be reported to the primary care physician immediately? Ah, oh, how much do you know about the statin medication? This is it right here. All right, number one, increase urination. Two, loose bowel movement. Three, muscle pain and tenderness, or four, elevated blood pressure. Okay, so this is a huge important teaching point. I wanna see the answers coming in. Lots of threes, lots of fours. Some people are thinking with simvastatin, they should be worried about muscle pain and tenderness. Other people are thinking that elevated blood pressure. The correct answer, and this is one that I want you to really be aware of, you might actually see it again, is number three. Okay. Number three is going to be most appropriate because we know that cholesterol lowering medications like statin drugs can cause the muscles to begin to break down. Okay. And so muscle soreness is a common side effect of cholesterol lowering medications. All right. And so this pain may manifest itself as muscle soreness, 
Um, some people say weariness or weakness. For example, if you're patient for next-gen NCLEX, listen to me. For next-gen NCLEX, if they give you a scenario and they say that your patient, okay, your patient has high cholesterol. They come into the doctor's office and they report difficulty walking up the steps, okay? The patient with high cholesterol reports difficulty walking up the steps. Which medication should the nurse anticipate the client to be on? Or which medication will require a call to the physician, okay? Because this is how NextGen wants you to be able to think. They want you to be able to recognize cues, okay? So before it was just what a medication does, memorize it, give a side effect, okay? Now they want you to take the next leap over, which is give a lookalike presentation of a side effect. And then out of all the medications you know, present the one that is most likely to cause this issue for your patient, okay? So difficulty going up the steps, right? Difficulty sitting down in the chair, difficulty raising their arms, say side effect of simvastatin. So the condition is uh, rhabdomyolysis and that is what we will be monitoring for. This is the life-threatening muscle damage. You wanna know this term. Um, this is the life-threatening muscle damage where literally you're not only breaking down, you know, the skeletal muscles, but also liver damage is happening, kidney failure is happening, and if it's not recognized and treated, this can cause patient death. All right, I'm moving on. Got a little deep into the content there. That's how you study for NCLEX, okay? Question number two. Question number two is this. Um, a 45-year-old client receiving resuvastatin treatments, okay, visits the clinic for a follow-up consultation. During the assessment, she reports muscle pain, tiredness, and weakness. The doctor suspects rhabdomyolysis, a side effect of statin drugs. Which of the following findings would support this diagnosis? Is it number one, elevated creatinine kinase? Two, dizziness upon movement. Three, loss of appetite or four, decreased oxygenation. All right, so I'm talking about, what I'm talking about here is how would we support this finding of rhabdomyolysis? Good job, YouTube, good job. Okay, we got 110 likes right now. We only need 70, oh no, we only need 65 more. Okay, um, so, a lot of people on Facebook are saying two. YouTube is pretty much all saying one. The correct answer, the correct answer, guys, is going to be one, okay? And remember, for laboratory results, yes, on your case studies, you will be given normal values of labs, okay? For next-gen NCLEX, you will be given normal values for labs on your case studies. However, you need to know what those laboratory values mean. Doesn't matter if you know the numbers now. They, and that's the thing. They don't care about whether you memorize the numbers. They want to know, do you understand the purpose of the doctor ordering 
that laboratory value, okay? So if we're talking about creatinine kinase, creatinine kinase is what? It is a protein that is particularly found in the muscle. So if the muscles have any sort of inflammation going on, the creatinine kinase will leak out of the muscle and get into the bloodstream. And so that's how they're able to detect, oh, there's some muscle issues going on because the creatinine kinase is high in the patient. Okay, does that make sense? Y'all following me? All right. Question number three says this. The nurse instructs the client about her prescription of niacin as part of treatment for hyperlipidemia. Mm -hmm. Which of the following are the desired actions of niacin? Select three that apply. Oh my goodness. I hope you guys are in my NCLEX review. Hope you guys have V2 right now because we go over all of this stuff in there. We go over all of this stuff in there. So niacin. What kind of medication is niacin? Does anybody know? Anybody know what makes niacin different from other medications used to treat, <clears throat> used to treat cholesterol medications? What's different about niacin? See, people put answers. Let me put it up here. Um, thinking about niacin, which three that apply? Increase HDL level. Does niacin lower blood levels? Okay, blood sugar levels. Three, reduce LDL levels or lower triglyceride. This is a great select all that apply question. Um, I'm sorry, this isn't select all that apply. This is select three that apply. Select three that apply. This would be considered a new question type, a new question type for next generation NCLEX. And how we would score this question is you would be able to get a point for every one that you got right. And if you chose one that you got wrong, guess what? It wouldn't even matter. If you got it, if you, you would not get any negative points for choosing the wrong answer here. So select three that apply questions. That's really cool. You should be really happy to see these ones. Okay. All right. So what did I say? I asked you guys what was special about niacin. Okay. And I don't see the answer here too much, but I'll just give it to you. Niacin is a natural medication. So you can buy niacin without needing a prescription. That's very important. <laughs> That's very important because patients will go out and buy these medications and take them. And guess who has to do the teaching? You do as a nurse. So it's important for you to know niacin for NCLEX. The effects that we would expect for niacin are select three that apply was number one, increase HDL levels. Number three, reduce LDL levels. And four, lower triglycerides. So even actually, if you didn't know niacin, you still could figure this out because if you understand um, hyperlipidemia, and then you understand the goals of that treatment, even if you don't know the specific medications. So watch for questions like this on NextGen NCLEX because you will find them, I guarantee you. All right, question number four. Question number four says this. The nurse talks about lowering cholesterol levels in clients with coronary artery disease. One of the clients asks why HDL is referred to as good cholesterol. Which of the correct answers must the nurse provide? Okay. Number one, it improves fat digestion. Two, prevents cholesterol buildup. 
three, prevents blood clotting, or four, improves cardiac rhythm. What say if you guys, what say if you guys on today? I'm checking to see if we got our share goal for today. Okay. All right. Improves fat digestion, prevents cholesterol buildup, or prevents blood clotting, or improves cardiac rhythms. I see the answers rolling in. This is only a one question, one answer item that's right. And the correct answer is going to be, ah, there we go. Prevents cholesterol buildup. So HDL or high density lipoprotein cholesterol is the good cholesterol. And so it absorbs cholesterol from the blood and transports it back to the liver. And then it is then expelled from the body by the liver. So it's really great at releasing, releasing additional um, cholesterol from the body. So it prevents the back of cholesterol in the artery and reduces the heart attack risk and stroke. Okay, everybody. So as I'm looking here, I don't think we got our goal for today. Let me check. Yes, we only have 139 likes on the video and we were trying to get to 175. So I am going to move on. Thank you so much guys for participating in the cholesterol review in the questions review. I 100% am glad that you showed up. I hope you learned something about cholesterol, how it's made in the body and also um, the, the treatments of the statin medications as well as... Um, Statin medications as well as the niacin. Okay, question, can high cholesterol levels cause hepatitis? So um, the answer to that would be no, because hepatitis is a what? What is hepatitis? Is hepatitis a naturally occurring thing that will happen because of cholesterol? Or is hepatitis has a cause of a virus or bacteria? What do you think? All right. Think about that. All right. Um, so what I wanted to do now is I will be taking your, I'll be taking your questions about either my NCLEX review program, next gen NCLEX, or anything else that's specific to the NCLEX test plan. Um, again, if you have specific customer service issues, or you want to know something about your, your V2 account, something like that, email me support at remarreview.com. All right. But before I get into that, I have this motivation that I like to deliver. And it's just dreams don't work unless you do. And there's a lot of things that I could talk about that happened this weekend. But what I wanted to spotlight was that is this movie Creed 3. Y'all know this movie? Have y'all heard of this movie Creed 3? <laughs> I saw it yesterday. And I thought it was okay. I'm not a big boxing person. Like some of it, I was just like kind of watching because I don't really like seeing people get beat up. And I'm just thinking of like the injuries and I'm not going to tell the movie, but I just want to know what type of mother, what type of mother could watch her child go into the a ring with another man and endure beatings like bodily beatings like that you know what I mean <laughs> so it was a little tough for me because I'm just looking and I'm like mm, concussion mm, broken ribs 
mm, we gonna need a CAT scan. Is that just like, does that mean, is that just like the nursing, the nurse in me, just when you watch things, all you see is like the nursing care involved around that person's needs. So anyways, I went to see Creed 3 and it was a good movie. If you like boxing movies or if you like Michael B. Jordan or anything like that, you'll like the movie. However, on my way out of the movies, I was standing there talking to my friends and y'all might have saw it on TikTok, but I had a real Remar nurse. She came up to me and she was just like, Regina, is that you? Right. And I was really shocked. Like, this is her right here. This is me and her at the at, I was at the movies. I was at the mall at the movies. And she said that she just passed NCLEX last week. All right. And so she passed NCLEX PN. And I thought that that was so timely, timely for Monday motivation. And I wanted to show y'all real people, real results, right? Um, but the idea is that you have to work. You have to work in order to get the results that you want. Nobody's coming to take this test for you. Nobody's coming. And um, the nurse that just passed there, she even said that she... I asked her where she was going to work at after her license. Now she has her license. And she said, well, I already was working. She said, I already was working. So I'm going to work at the place that I was working, but on the next level. And for some of us, we needed to see that testimony because we needed to be motivated to begin to do the work, right? The begin to do the work. And whatever that work is, whatever that work is at this point, Maybe for you, it is literally just in your mind. It's a mental, you in a mental ring. And it's just in the mind and you're standing there, you're looking at your opponent and doggone it, your opponent is your um, ATT. And you need to fill out the paperwork so you can get your ATT. For some of y'all, the opponent is actually buying an NCLEX review program. And you're like, I don't know where I'm going to get the money for V2, but I got to find it because that's my opponent. For other people, it's the test date that is next week. Y'all done with the program and your test date is coming and you have to look that test in the eye. Test you probably failed before, I don't know. Um, but with Creed, the story was something from his past came back up to challenge him. Something from his past came back up to challenge him. And for us, a lot of us, that's NCLEX. For a lot of us, the something for, from our past is the NCLEX. And we're living our life in seemingly an oblivious comfort zone, but you still got that thing there like, hey, this is unfinished business that you need to finish. And so I'm here to help you guys get on the right path, whatever it is, whether you're been out of school for 10 years, you've been out of school for 10 years you graduate next month or you don't graduate until 2024. This is the place for you to learn the content for next gen. This is the place for you to be prepared. And the thing about it is it don't have to take long. I wish I would have asked, you know, this Remar nurse how long it took her. Most people right now are doing my program in three weeks. Three weeks. The, the program is a four week program. So I don't want this to turn into months and months and months of studying or having to, you know, carry a daily struggle. I want you guys to get your license as soon as possible. So whatever that is, whatever it is, I want you to be committed 
to doing that. I want you to understand NextGen NCLEX faster. The faster you understand it, the more confident you will be when it comes to that test state. That's just it, okay? A lot of the anxiety about NextGen NCLEX is because you, you don't feel like you, you're not comfortable understanding it, the test plan, all right? So I'm gonna take some of your questions here. I rescheduled from March to July. I've been doing V2, okay? So, hey, that, and that may be something that is, that is necessary. Some of you guys have next-gen test dates, meaning you scheduled to take your test April 10th, April 20th, March 1st, I mean, May 1st, and you know you have not been prepping with next-gen content, next-gen questions, okay? And so you definitely need to make sure you don't go into this test blind. And I had said this before, you know, people were saying, well, Next-gen items are only 10% of the exam. I don't need to worry about that. I have, I want you guys to definitely, definitely worry about that, okay? I don't want you to go in there thinking that, you know, you won't see a lot of next-gen questions, so you don't have to focus on them now. You absolutely do. My program is $89, Okay. The new quick facts is taking pre-orders right now. So if you want to get started with the V2, just get the V2 and uh, minus the quick facts from it and just pay $69. Okay. That's what you can do. You're welcome. Um, so the idea though, like I'm saying, the idea that you won't see a lot of next gen questions cannot be a scapegoat for you not prepping with the latest information. All right. My NCLEX review focuses not only on the test plan, but the latest information. Let me read y'all something that I just um, that I had just saw. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad that I focused on this for um, for next gen. So what I'm going to read you guys are. I'm going to read you guys. The clinical skills that were considered the top clinical skills, right? In 2019 for nurses. And this is, you know, this is where a lot of, if, if an NCLEX review has not updated their program for next-gen NCLEX, this is probably where they got their information from. Okay. So what it says here, wait, let me see. Let me see. When do I want to, where do I want to start it from? I'm going to, I'm just, re, I'm just going to give you guys this information, but it's so good to me. This was a 195 page paper that I was reading and hold on. I got, all right, let me just give it to y'all. All right. So these are the top, these are the top skills that nurses need to know about right now. Okay. Number one, airway management. These are newly licensed nurses. So in this research report, and it's done by NCBSN. Okay. It's the, they are not going to change the test format come April. Yeah, they are. Um, in CBSN, they have, um, they surveyed new nurses, all right, just recently. They did this in 2022, right? And they said, these are the top skills that new nurses are doing. This is absolutely what will be on NCLEX because NCLEX is for new nurses with little to no experience. Airway management, 
client safety, which we already knew that. We already knew NCLEX was based on client safety. So they have here many different things that comprise of client safety. So I'm looking at my NCLEX program like, okay, okay, we cover that, we cover that. Basic life support, client assessment. And then it gives the fact, you know, then it gives the um, client assessments that you have to know in vital signs in vital signs associated with certain conditions. And so what I'm trying to, I'm trying to express to you guys is that you don't have to know everything to pass NCLEX. NCLEX is not nursing school, but I know that there are resources out there. Some of them are free that will give you everything. They will give you a ton of information for you to study, but it's not all going to be relevant, okay? These are the things that, these are the things that, that you least should be studying, least should be studying dental services. And I know that you're like dental services, but I have seen NCLEX reviews that give you information on dental services. Um, preschool care. Growth charts, growth charts. I have seen NCLEX reviewers give y'all growth charts to memorize, okay? Um, and so the information that I am presenting to you guys every Monday and every Wednesday, it is based off of the NCLEX test plan, research, nursing practice analysis. Okay. Those are the things that help make an NCLEX review relevant. And those are the things that should be changing for, um, for consideration for you guys. Okay. All right, so let me um, let me just end in our teaching segment with this idea that can you pass NCLEX? Absolutely. Do you have to have the you have to have the secret sauce of passing NCLEX, especially for next gen, and that is relevant content plus the technology of the new exam. Okay, those are the two key things. And relevant content means content that is going to be reflective of what nurses are currently doing. Not just anything, not just anything, guys. So you have to make the decision about how you're going to prepare. Because at the end of the day, it's about getting that nursing license quickly and efficiently, okay? All right, I'm gonna get off here. I will. See you guys on Wednesday night. We'll have another class, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will, um, I will, you know, take emails, support at remarreview.com. Also, if you don't have my virtual trainer, get into my virtual trainer. If you want to do the trial version of it, take the trial. It will cost you nothing. Go to remarnurse.com, get started. Just doing a practice lecture today. All right. So I will see you guys later. Have a great Monday. If nobody told you, guess what? This is a Monday you have never seen before. You've never seen it before. So make the best of it. I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.